Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Boss Up Podcast, episode 378. I'm your host, Emily Aries, the founder and CEO of Boss Up. And today I'm talking through a pretty intense topic, how to deal with layoff anxiety. So if you are worried about downsizing affecting you, today's episode is really for you, what to do and how to deal. Now, there's good reason to be a little worried about layoffs, unfortunately, As of today's recording, tons of companies, especially tech companies, are announcing some pretty large restructures. We've heard from Twitter, Meta, Disney, Amazon, Stripe, Salesforce, and countless others that they're laying off thousands and sometimes tens of thousands of workers each. And sometimes, honestly, the worst part about layoffs and these downsizing announcements is the limbo, the time between starting to hear rumblings about a recession or an economic downturn, and the news finally hitting your desk and feeling like, okay, at least I have some clear news one way or another. Will I stay or will I go? And if you're on the receiving end of a pink slip, that is no easy road, but at least it's clear, right? So if you've been let go, we actually have an existing episode for you already, episode 68 of the Bossed Up podcast that I highly recommend checking out featuring HR professional Dana Dowdell. But today we're talking through the worst part of living through that limbo, that liminal period between, you know, staying at your job and finding out that by no fault of your own or really not by much choice of your own that you're going to be downsized and and laid off. Um, It was interesting. We were chatting here as a team right before this recording, and Irene on our team shared that Right before she got laid off from her prior role in higher education um, leading into 2020 and all the uncertainty that that caused, she was living under that limbo state and that in-between feeling for eight months at her last job. So there was an eight-month time period between her organization announcing that layoffs were coming and finally making the call and laying off her and dozens, if not tens of or hundreds of her colleagues all at once. And that amount of time, can you imagine like all the different moods or phases emotionally you would go through after eight months of that level of uncertainty. Turns out a lot of us can because a lot of us have been living in limbo ever since 2020. Uh, Global uncertainty is no stranger and it's a big stressor on so many of our minds. A recent survey from the APA earlier this year found that 81% of Americans cite global uncertainty as a major source of stress. So 
Today, we're going to talk through, in like so many things that we do here at Bossed Up, some practical strategies for managing with that anxiety and stress. Not necessarily how to deal with getting laid off, but getting concerned that you might get laid off. What can we do to manage and mitigate the impact of that stress? The first boss tip here is to be proactive, okay? Stress is your body trying to tell you that you need to take action. In fact, stress can be very good in that way. Like when you hear a loud noise or you see something that surprises you, your body starts pumping stress hormones through your entire system because it's trying to spur you into action to protect yourself. So really stress is simply your body's system trying to tell you you've got to take action. But if you're sitting in limbo and you're just generally anxious or generally stressed in this kind of amorphous, unclear way because of a situation that may come down the pipe and may impact you, then the challenge and and sort of the birthplace of all of that undealt with stress in your body is the distance between feeling the fear and taking some sort of action around it. So my best guidance on this from personal experience and from working with tons of others in this realm is to genuinely imagine what you would do if you did get laid off. I know that's a grim thought experiment for sure, but I I distinctly remember going through this myself when a mentor of mine, after months of shopping around my business plan for Bossed Up, almost a decade ago now, uh, finally said to me, all right, well, now you have to go do it. (laughs) Because I was like, well, I've crossed all the T's, I've dotted all the I's, here's my plan, what should I do now? And she was like, you got to go take some actual risk. And I, I was so paralyzed in that moment. I felt just stuck and halted and stopped in my tracks. And she said, Emily, what would you do if you did fail? If you just fell flat on your face and you were broke a few months from now? And I write in my book about how that exact thing did in fact happen. <laughs> uh, she said, what would you do? And I had to really answer that question for her and say, well, here's how I would stand again. Here's how I would brush myself off and try again. Here's what complete and utter failure would look like. And while it can feel like a depressing thought experiment, it's actually a very a very freeing one because fear is paralyzing in the abstract. But once it's concrete, you can actually get busy doing something about it. So I want you to make a list. What are the first few things you would do if you did get laid off? Maybe your list would include refreshing your resume or revisiting your brag book, or tapping into your network and asking for help, conducting informational interviews, polishing up your LinkedIn profile, really accessing all the job search tools you can get access to. Consider that list your career's first aid kit, and then put it away for a rainy day. Just like all of our first aid kits are collecting dust hopefully right now, tucked in a shelf or under, you know, a couch or in a cabinet somewhere, make the list, check it twice, and then put it to bed. Because you've got to know that you can break that glass in case of emergency and that you don't need to right now. That will help you sleep better at night because you're enabling yourself to be proactive, to be practical, and then to kind of package that up. My therapist likes to talk about putting things in containers. (laughs) Put this in a container in your brain and give yourself permission to put it on a back shelf. 
The second thing to think about, speaking of my therapist, is managing your mental health. Look, it is one thing to just feel generally a little anxious, which is totally understandable, you know, in terms of fearing the risk of layoffs and downsizing impacting you. It's another thing from a clinical definition standpoint to have a chronic anxiety disorder or to be experiencing depression, for instance. I talk about this when I speak on the differences between burnout, anxiety, and depression, but Truly, if you feel like your anxiety and your doom spiral as a result of that anxiety is really impacting your day-to-day ability to just function, if you feel like it's really impacting your basic functioning on that level on a daily basis or even an hourly basis, that is a red flag that you have got to seek out support. I'm not going to be trite about this and tell you here's you know, the breathing exercise that can help, or a yoga, or a mantra solution to this, although all of those are great forms of self-care. No, if you're really experiencing anxiety disorders and, and the symptoms that can come with that, that's time to bring this to a professional. That is time to call in the big guns, get yourself a qualified therapist. If you don't like your therapist, keep searching for one you do like. Don't underestimate the importance of getting your mental game unlocked. I, I feel like everything else becomes possible when our mental health is in a good place. Related uh, to that, but bigger and and a really important takeaway, regardless of how mentally healthy (laughs) you're feeling at the moment, is to stay connected. Human connection is not an optional perk. It's a basic human need. And yet, even the most extroverted among us, myself included, We withdraw when we're feeling vulnerable. There's a reason we call it feeling cornered, right? When you feel like your back is up against a wall and you're at risk of something bad happening to you, that's a very disempowering state to be in. And so what do we do? We bury our heads in the sand. We say, no, 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 la, 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 this is not happening. I'm going to not even acknowledge this. I'm going to ignore this. That's not a great way of dealing with anything, but that's a way that we do. It's like human nature to avoid, or we try to hide under the covers, and we say, this is really bad, so I'm going to just stay on my phone until 4 o'clock in the morning in bed in a dark room uh, and not talk to anybody because we're not feeling particularly interested in connection when we're feeling really vulnerable and really at risk. And I want to acknowledge that that totally makes sense and that is valid, but we cannot allow ourselves to become hermits when we're feeling at risk. Both personally and professionally, it is so important to keep isolation at bay and to reconnect or connect with anyone and everyone around us who we can talk to to feel less alone. That means talking to your colleagues about how they're feeling. That means talking to the stranger at the dog park about how their day is going. That means giving yourself permission to acknowledge, wow, I'm feeling really anxious and really disempowered right now and really vulnerable and fearful. I need to actually now more than ever pick up the phone and call my bestie or call my loved ones or say yes to that invitation out to bingo or whatever. (laughs) Because 
staying alone in your room watching Netflix is not going to help you. We just need to see some other human beings. We need some eyeball-to-eyeball connection to feel grounded and to feel safe and to feel whole. And frankly, to feel seen. So when you're feeling vulnerable, that is time to double down on the connection, not shy away from it. Do not basically resist the temptation, as valid as it is, to isolate yourself. Finally, I want to... Leave us all with this important reminder. Even though getting laid off or being worried about layoffs feels very much like something else or some big amorphous actor, like a big organization, is taking action against you, right? And you are just a victim. You're just on the receiving end of what is happening to you. Remind yourself that you, in fact, have power and have choice in this moment. And as you remind yourself that you have power and you have control over how you react, remind yourself also that you've been here before. This is not the first challenge you've navigated. This is not the first surprise in your life. This is not the first unforeseeable change and turn of events that has knocked you off course. I am sure that if you look back through your work history or through your life history, there are moments in which you have pivoted, you have been resilient, you have exercised grit, and I need you to remind yourself that you can do that again, okay? Because a lot of how we react and respond in unforeseeable circumstances and in moments of uncertainty goes directly back to our identity, who we feel we are and what we feel we are capable of. One of my favorite researchers, Herminia Ibarra, wrote a great book all about this called Working Identity, Unconventional Strategies for Reinventing Her Career. And in her book, there's a section called In the Middle, in which she describes how tricky these moments of transition, these liminal periods of uncertainty can really feel. She writes, it's always ugly in the middle. At the root of transition is transit, a voyage from one place to another. As in any voyage, there's a departure, a disorienting time of travel, and finally, a destination. She goes on to say, to be in transit is to be in the process of leaving one thing without having fully left it and at the same time entering something else without being fully part of it. It is a gestation period of provisional tentative identity when many different selves are possible and none are obvious. So if you feel like in the wake of a layoff or even just in light of hearing about layoffs and being anxious about layoffs, you start to spiral into a full-on identity crisis, you're not alone, right? These moments of transition can cause us to deeply reflect on who we are, what we're here for on this planet, and who we can be and what we imagine is possible for ourselves. So I want to come back to a truism we've always turned to here at Bossed Up, something that actually way back in 2013 I wrote into our Bossed Up manifesto, and that is have confidence in your ability to figure it out. You're on a journey. You're in transit when you're navigating layoff anxiety. You might not be sure of where you're headed next, but you don't need to know what's next to have confidence in your ability to figure that out. 
I want you to bet on yourself in these moments of uncertainty. And hopefully we here at Bossed Up, we can all do the same. I feel like nothing like running a small business to start to become a little more comfortable with constant uncertainty. (laughs) All right. I want to hear from you. What is coming up for you? What are you navigating in the face of mass headlines on layoffs, if not rumblings of layoffs impacting you? How are you navigating it? What are you turning to in terms of coping mechanisms, hopefully healthier choices? And how can you continue uh, to really lift as you climb, as we say here at Bossed Up, to support one another by sharing your own come-up story? I'd always love to continue this conversation with you in the Bossed Up Courage community or in our LinkedIn group, which is a great place to stay connected. Uh, if, if job searching is in your near future. Until next time, let's keep bossing in pursuit of our purpose and together let's lift as we climb.